we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 11, a, a good whack of it, because my topic tonight is victorious faith. And so here in Hebrews 11, it's what we call faith's hall of fame. And so you're, you're going to hear little snippets, little stories, and as I read it, I want you to think about these people and what they did by faith, because it's an example to us. Hebrews chapter 11, sit back, relax, and think of these characters. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained this witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. By faith, Noah, warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, there was born even of one man and him as good as dead, at that as many descendants, as the stars of heaven in number, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore." All these died in faith, without receiving the promises, but having seen them, and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a country for their own. And indeed, if they'd been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would have had opportunity to return." But as it is, they desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was to he to whom it was said, In Isaac your descendants shall be called." He considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead, from which he also received him back as a type. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. 
By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because he saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to endure ill-treatment with the people of God than in to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen." By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, so that he who destroyed the firstborn would not touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as though they were passing through dry land, and the Egyptians, when they attempted it, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they'd been encircled for seven days. By faith Rahab the harlot did not perish among those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace." And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, Women received back their dead by resurrection, and others were tortured, not accepting their release so that they may obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourgings, yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins, in goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. This might not be on the screen. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What a wonderful passage from Scripture, hey? I mean, doesn't that fill you with faith? The amount of times, by faith, so-and-so did. By faith. And right at the beginning there, in chapter 11, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. You know, when we talk about victorious faith. We can talk about it in different ways. Often we'll talk about faith in uh, word churches or, or, or strongly biblical churches and faith is usually spoken about 
trusting God through difficult times, believing God, not giving up on God. Things aren't going well. We're in a, a difficult time. We're, we're like James. James says, consider it all joy when you go through various trials because the testing of your faith produces patience and endurance and eventually you will lack no good thing. So there's one element where we can talk about faith and faith is an endurance. Faith is trusting God when things aren't going well and knowing that he will eventually bring you through whatever you're going. He's faithful. He won't let you down. Keep trusting. Keep believing. Keep on keeping on. And one day you will see the hand of the Lord. And so that, that's a faith and a faithfulness. And the fruit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is faith, or you can translate it, faithfulness. And so there's a faithfulness, there's a believing, there's a tenacity, there's a keeping on, keeping on, trusting God, which brings a patience and endurance, another fruit of the Holy Spirit, so that we begin to trust God. And there's elements in this here. We find that many of these people, they had promises from God, and although they received in their lifetime parts of those promises, the fullness of their promise the coming of Jesus, they didn't receive. And so as they trusted God, they saw God answer their faith in their lifetime, but it was an incomplete answer. When they died, there was still more that they were looking to him to provide. And so in this, you see this sense of trusting God, waiting on God, being patient with God, keeping on, keeping on, enduring, patience, waiting on God. But also, there's another aspect of faith here. And this is a more aggressive faith. This is, this is a, vict a victorious faith that is looking for God to come through now. It's not just a keeping on trusting, keeping on going through, knowing that one day he'll come through. This is a faith that when it's put into action by the power of the Holy Spirit, can conquer it's a conquering faith. There is a conquering faith in the Bible. And so the children of Israel, I mean, think about, and there's a season for conquering faith as well as a season for persisting faith. Think about if you were one of the Israelites uh, during the period of the 400 years where they were slaves in Egypt. What sort of faith would you need then? Well, by and large, it would be the persisting faith, wouldn't it? The enduring faith, the, 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 the staying true and faithful faith from generation to generation. 400 years is a long time, you know. 400 years ago today, Queen Elizabeth I would have been on the throne. That's how long 400 years is. And so in that time, there was a persisting, a, a trusting, a going through. But then when God called them out of Egypt, he then wanted them to have an aggressive, possessing, triumphant, fighting faith, didn't he? And he was saying, come on, we're coming, I'm taking you out and you are going to go in. And he kept saying, and you're going to possess the land. And God wanted them to rise up, not just to sit back and trust God that he'll get them through, the patience, but now God was wanting something more of an aggressive, conquering, victorious faith that would produce results now or in their lifetime. There are things that we are to trust God that we will not see in our generation. 
There are times when we just have to keep on keeping on and believing God. But there are also times when we must rise up and put our faith into action and possess what God wants us to possess. And without this active, pioneering, aggressive faith, there are things that we will not inherit that God wants us to inherit. You see, sometimes what happens in the church is that when people teach on faith, they go too far in extreme to one of these two sort of models of faith that I'm bringing you today. You can have the people that are the keep on keeping on faith people. And so they always talk about the trials and the tests, and we do that a lot in Kensington Temple. The trials, the tests that come our way, and and dignifying the trial, as R.T. says, and trusting God and believing God, and letting God through this period work on our character and our heart. That's a valid faith. But sometimes, if that's all you talk about, then what what the tendency is, is just waiting for the next difficulty. You're just waiting for the next thing that's going to come your way that you have to go through, get stronger, more refining fire on the gold of your faith. And yes, you'll come out stronger again. But there are people out there, and and that's the only faith that they understand, waiting for the next thing and, and with God being able to go through it. Well, that's a very important part of faith. Very important. I'm not negating that. But that faith isn't going to possess necessarily any ground. It's not the land-grabbing faith that God wanted from his people that had come out of slavery. It wasn't a violent, forceful faith that would take back territory from the enemy. So that's the one side. Then you get those on the other side And uh, they don't really think about the faith that's tested and tried and and, and going through the trial. They don't really think about that. They are focused on the getting faith, the possessing faith, the modes of faith and believing God that cause his kingdom to be rapidly extended. The type of faith that tears down walls, the type of faith that pushes back Satan, the type of faith that, that brings heaven to earth. You know, when, when Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven comes by force and uh, God's people get it violently. In other words, there's, there's an aggression. And, but the problem is, is that when you just focus on possessing faith, then what can happen is you don't concentrate or you don't allow the Holy Spirit to mature you. Because you're always thinking, what's next? What's next? And, and you're not thinking, wait a second. And you're always wanting to, be, to possess. And you're always expecting to break through. And, and you don't allow time for some of the things that God wants you to do with persisting faith to percolate through your character to make you better able to deal with the blessings of God. Do, do you see the difference? Some are always wanting the next thing, the next miracle, the next, the next breakthrough, the, ne- the, the, the next growth, the next... And that, there's, but, but they don't want to know about the day-to-day, trusting God, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-by-year, that sometimes we have to go through. Can I get a witness here today? There's times when, when following the Lord can be very difficult, can't it? It can be very mundane. It can be trusting the Lord just to get up and go to work another day, another week, another month. Do you hear what I'm saying? Why God? Why is this not happening? Why is it taking so long? Why am I not healed? Why have I not got a breakthrough in my family? Why am I being persecuted? Why are there difficulties? Yet those things are very precious to God. 
and God is increasing your trust and your faith in him. Though you slay me, I'll yet trust you. Job was not deficient in faith in any sense of the word. On the contrary, he didn't know what was going on, but he trusted God anyway. That's an important part of your faith. But also realize there's another part, and that part is the breakthrough faith. This is the aggressive faith, the victorious faith, where we want to conquer. And so the children of Israel in Egypt, for all those years, they they needed the persisting faith. Why, Lord, are we here? When will we be delivered? But we trust you anyway. That was there. But when he called them out, they were to go into the promised land and they were to take ground and take ground and take ground and defeat the enemies that were ripe for judgment and, and push forward. But they weren't ready for that, were they? They understood how to, how to wail and weep and trust God in the times of, uh, of slavery. But when, it was, when God put a sword in their hand and said, fight, go out, be aggressive, they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't want to do it. When the spies came in and, and most of them came back with a bad report, and only two uh, had a good report, they said, we're not, we're not going in, we can't do it, we can't do this, we, we, we just stay. We're happy like being looked after by the Lord and just trusting him week by week and year by year, but you're asking us to go into areas we've never been in before, to do things we've never done before. We're not warriors, we're 400 years generation of slaves. We build pyramids, uh, we, we, make, we make bricks, we don't fight. And so there was a calling into something new, a new experience, a new level of trusting God that wasn't the just believing, trusting, waiting, valid as that is, but this was a possessing, a rising up. And so that whole generation that refused to possess the land, God wasn't happy with them. And we read about that generation a lot in Hebrews chapter 3. But the new generation, the Joshua generation, they were a generation that trusted God. Most of them had been in that wilderness for, for quite a few of those 40 years. They knew what it was just to go around and believe in God. But then when their time came, when it was, part, it was their time to, 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 to step up to the crease, they were ready. And that beautiful chapter in Joshua chapter 1 that says, Only be strong and courageous. Meditate on the word of God. Believe the promises of God about the promised land. And wherever you place your feet, you shall possess. If you don't put your foot forward, you won't possess it. And so there was this possessing faith. Now you say, well, which faith do I use? The Holy Spirit will show you. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. You can't work up faith. It's a partnership with the Holy Spirit. He really is, as uh, David Youngie Cho says, the Holy Spirit really is our senior partner. And he's the spirit of faith. And as we get to know the Holy Spirit and the Lord, then what will happen is as well as trusting him through difficult periods of time, the Holy Spirit will also place in our hearts and our minds the desire for battle. Faith battle. You said, is faith a battle? Yes, it is. It's a warfare. Paul had to remind Timothy to stir up his gifts and to wage the warfare of faith. Timothy was quite a passive young man. He was a great pastor, but he was quite passive. And so 
Paul had to stir him up and send him out. He had to say to him, do the work of an evangelist and and get out there, Timothy. You're doing a great pastoring job, but get out there and break some boundaries and win some souls and let's see some kingdom come. Fight the good fight of faith. And sort of what I'm bringing to you today is I want you to open your hearts and minds and to ask yourself, yes, what am I trusting God? What's in my, 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 my life that is, is the persisting faith? I've just got to trust you day by day, Lord, week by week in this circumstance. But I know you're doing something special. You bring me out and this is part of your purposes. You're, as Artie Kendall says, dignifying the trial, knowing it's purifying you and that one day you will come out and you'll say, although I never want to go through that trial again, I'm glad I've gone through it once because look how I have grown in Christian maturity. But I also want to ask you, what about the possessing faith? What about the believing faith? What about audacious faith? Not, 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 um, not, not arrogance, but true pushing the limits of faith in Jesus in your life, with your prayers and your, your actions. Jesus loves that. He, he, was, he was touched, not only by people that were faithful to him, and would follow him year after year and be with him. He, he loved that type of faithfulness, that, that type of friends. But also he was touched by people he'd never met before who, who had this type of faith that just broke through where simple, persisting, enduring faith would never have broken through. What about the woman with the issue of blood? Would she have got healed if she was simply, well, you know... I'll just keep keep believing God, keep persisting. No, she wasn't going to have that. She had something in her spirit, I believe of the Holy Spirit, that drew her to Jesus and she thought, I'm not going to let him rest. I'm going to get in his face. Well, she she got behind him and touched his thing, but I'm going to get to him. I'm going to fight through. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And she said to herself, even before she met Jesus, it was a statement of faith. She said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. That's aggressive faith. That's victorious faith. That's pressing in faith. That's breakthrough faith. You hear what I'm saying? If only I get through and she was ready to do whatever it took to get her breakthrough. Think of the Syrophoenician and her daughter and how how she was resisted by the disciples. She was ignored by Jesus. She was even uh, spoken to very rudely by Jesus, but, but she said, no, you got it, I need it, I'm not giving up, I'm in your face, I want my daughter healed. And when Jesus healed her, he was amazed at her faith. He was amazed at the centurion's faith. Again, not, none of these people were, the Isra- were really sort of the Israelites, were they? Uh, and the centurion, and my servant's dying. Jesus said, all right, I'll come and I'll heal him. Not necessary. I understand authority. I understand orders. Just say the word and she'll be healed. Jesus was astonished. It is possible to surprise the master. I know you want to do it. Wouldn't you love to surprise Jesus with your faith? Yes, your persistent faith, your trustworthy, 
good and faithful servant. Yes, that, that faith is just as important. Uh, but also the faith that gets in his face. The faith that by the help of the Holy Spirit, you're going to break through and you're going to believe God for something different. You're going to believe God for some breakthrough. You're going to believe God for a soul. You're going to believe God for a door to be opened. And you're going to knock, not once, but you're going to keep knocking. In fact, you're going to bash the door down. This is what Jesus said after he gave us the Lord's Prayer. He then gave us a persistence. And this persistence is not just a, 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 a passive trusting. It's knock and the door will be opened. You bash it down. Ask and you shall receive. You pester. Seek and you will find. Like the man who, who, who got up in the middle of the night because he had guests and banged on the door of his neighbour. I need some bread. I got some guests. It was audacious. It was rude. It was the middle of the night, my friend. And yet... He got his answer. Like that parable of the widow who wanted justice from the most wicked judge you could think of. And she went there and she wouldn't leave him alone. And even that wicked judge eventually said, you know, just to get her out of my hair, I'm going to give her justice. The, the New Testament is full of, of this kind of audacious faith, of this breaking out into new areas of, of taking the promised land that God has for us. You see this, as I finish, in this passage. You see this trusting of God, this journeying of God, this not receiving from God everything that he's promised, yet still believing despite that. You see this persisting faith. It's, it's here right, right, right through it. But you also see this overcoming faith, this breakthrough faith. Res women received dead back by resurrection. By faith, kingdoms are conquered. Promises are obtained. Lions' mouths are shut. Power of fire is quenched. Weak made strong. You see that as well as later on. You see scourgings, chains, imprisonment, testings, destitution, affliction, ill-treated, wandering in deserts. Can you see it's both there? You've got the breakthrough faith, the rising up, and taking by force and getting in the Lord's face and asking him and demanding in the right way by the power of the Holy Spirit, demanding Jesus and, and going to the Lord, believing and, and breaking through. And at the same time, you've got this other type of faith, which is sort of just trusting, just believing when, when anything, uh, when nothing has happened.